great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Boy, did we have a uh, great time this evening. Thanks to our owner-operators, John and Margot Katsimatidis, Black Tie event at the Plaza Hotel for the Broadcast Foundation. And Sid was there, and Rita was there, and Frank was there, and Judge Janine was there, and myself, and a number of uh, uh, management officials, including our president, Chad Lopez. Great time had by all. It is time. It is time to send the strong message of law and order. Period. Finito. End of story. End of story. So the mayor of New York, whether you like Eric Adams, whether you think he's not doing a good job, he did go along those lines, and I'm glad that he's not backing up as of yet, at least. Monday morning, the mayor praised the NYPD's strategic response group, which handles uh, the big protests, the big riots, and so on, and suggested it will stay in place, which it should. This came days after the unit and the police department came under fire for failing to appear at a city council hearing on the unit's handling of the 2020 George Floyd protest. Bottom line here, folks, and we're going to start taking your telephone calls a bit early tonight, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The bottom line, you have a right to protest. In fact, you have a First Amendment right to protest. But if you decide to act up, if there are some shady characters in the group that decide to act up, like, for example, at the uh, the future police training facility in Atlanta, Georgia, then there are repercussions. And you've got to have a unit that can deal with situations like this. So, bravo, Mayor Adams, don't back down. I don't care what the liberals say. I don't care what the progressives say. I don't care what the Looney Tunes City Council has to say on this. Law and order. The mayor uh, appearing on uh, television this morning uh, was asked about it, and that's when he made the comments about this unit. I think the SRG unit, which they call it, I think is an appropriate tool used effectively, uh, just as we use our other uh, agency apparatus to keep bringing down these numbers. That's where these numbers come from. Uh, Proper policing, uh, not heavy-handed policing, is moving us in the right direction. It's definitely moving the city in the right direction. We've got a long way to go, but it's a step in the right direction. And so the NYPD brass uh, was asked to attend the hearings for a, a third time before the city council. And all these hearings are, folks, I've covered them for years, is, is a bunch of showboating uh, by council members and, um, and and sometimes sometimes city officials are held accountable but the Adams administration uh, did not attend this hearing for a number of times at a session last week and continued to avoid uh, appearing. There is litigation that's ongoing, so that has to be uh, taken into account. And something that we've also talked about here on the program, that disgusting amount of $6 million to go to protesters uh, that were allegedly roughed up during the Mott Haven demonstrations as it relates to the George uh, Floyd 
uh, protest, and those settlements amount to 21500 for each of the more than 300 protesters who were confined. Some were allegedly beaten. Some were allegedly pepper sprayed, uh, uh, according to what witnesses say uh, by the NYPD. And uh, the unit's uh, highly touted bike unit appeared to be involved in that incident uh, June 4th. But I say bravo to Mayor Adams, at least on this one, that he's not backing down, that the unit is doing a good job, and they need to stay in place. Because the message has to go out loud and clear that if crime is committed, it will be taken seriously. This as mask up, mask down, mask up, mask down. The mayor in another television appearance Monday morning is calling on shoppers to enter New York City businesses maskless and for businesses to enforce that. So I don't know exactly how that would work, but from now on, it's a message that's aimed at reducing shoplifting, but it's a message that runs counter to the COVID days when the public was told to mask up when in closed public spaces. And so Adams, for this appearance, was on uh, WPIX Morning News, and he didn't entirely rule out masks in stores, noting that shoppers could put on face coverings moments after entering as long as their face could be fully viewed before putting it on before first entering the store. And so one of the emails I received last night, I'll just identify as Melanie from uh, South uh, Huntington. And Melanie uh, said in her uh, email to me that shoplifting is a crime period and should be dealt with severely especially when the target is a small business owner. And she was asking my perspective. And Melanie from Huntington, I agree with you that shoplifting should be seriously dealt with, period. You know why? It amounts to basically what was described during the Giuliani years as the broken windows theory. In other words, once you let one type of crime go, it escalates a bit higher, a bit higher. And this continues on and on and on. And when you look at the fact, especially, Melanie, when you look at the fact that for small businesses, they cannot, no business can afford to lose a product uh, to shoplifting, but in particular, small businesses, this can decide whether or not a business is going to survive. And so why am I also talking about shoplifting? Because Walmart, yes, the big Walmart is closing the remaining Portland stores, two stores, as the crime-written city is battling the shoplifting wave. So in other words... Shoplifting has run Walmart out of Portland, Oregon. Walmart will close its last two stores as there is a relentless wave of shoplifting that has hammered retailers. And the closures are set for right around the corner, March 24th. Days from now, after the CEO of Walmart warned that the discount retailer was seeing a spike in shoplifting. And I'm quoting the CEO here. Theft is an issue. It's higher than what it's historically been. And so now Walmart says, I'm done. I'm out of here when it comes to Portland. And so if Walmart is done, imagine what the smaller businesses are dealing with in in the Portlands of the world. 
and it could come to any area within the sound of my voice in terms of the outrageous uh, shoplifting that is going on. And in a moment, I'm going to tell you, but first I want to take a, a few telephone calls. I'm going to tell you why I'm disappointed in First Lady, former First Lady Michelle Obama. And it comes at a time when we should let sleeping dogs lie. She's criticizing former President Trump. And frankly, this is beneath a first lady, and it's what's wrong with our politics, always demonizing the other side. I'll get to that in just a second, but I want to start with the uh, telephone calls. Let's begin with Phyllis, Phyllis in Queens. Good morning, Phyllis. What's on your mind? Good morning, dear Dominic. How nice of you to pick me first. On my mind is I totally agree with you about crime, but may I sing you a Purim song because it's the holiday of Purim? Okay, go right ahead. Okay. Chag Purim, Chag Purim, Chag Gadol HaYehudim, Masechot Rashanim, Shirim Verikudim. Havana Risha, Rash, 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 Havana Risha, Rash, 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 Havana Risha, Rash, 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 Kol HaBashanim. Very quick song that children always sing because Purim is, you know, from the Feast of Esther. And this is a, a celebration. It's like a carnival time. So thank you for letting me sing that to you. Um, it's about singing, dancing, having masks, and making noise. They make, you, sing, you sound the grogger, which is a noisemaker, every time they say the name Haman, who tried to who kill everybody, after, actually, to kill all the Jews. But anyway, so that's the holiday. Okay. So re, regarding... Thank you for that time. Thank, uh, now, regarding Mayor Adams, I'm very glad he stood up. It's about time somebody did. And I'm sorry about the stores closing. This has been going on a long time. They already closed many of them in Manhattan before. Yes. A different chain, maybe. And people are losing their jobs. Just at the time when the New York senators gave themselves a raise, the, their, their actions caused people to lose their jobs. It's totally unfair. Well, and I don't it, it, understand it what they're thinking. What are they thinking? Don't they care at all? Well, what, what they will tell you, the uh, state Senate, uh, they will tell you they haven't received a raise in years, blah, 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 blah. But it should really be based also on a reflection of the, the current environment in which we're in. And if you go based on the environment that we're in, there's no raise that can be justified. But not not if you listen to them, Phyllis. So. But what I also really mean is why are they not ever responding to the needs of the people? Don't they see how we're all suffering and the crime is rampant? Do they have to finally be the victims themselves in yes. order to change their mind? Yes. They, oh, they, they, they would have to be the victims. And because the, the, the loudest voice in the room is winning. And that mm-hmm. happens to be, unfortunately, the progressives with all of that nonsense that's right. uh, that's uh, that's dragging the country down. They're winning the loudest argument as of right now. But that's why, Phyllis, and I thank you for the call and thank you for the song and have a great morning. That's why I was so pleased. I, I don't I don't wish someone else uh, bad things. But when Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago lost it was a good sign, and it's a good sign that people are starting to wake up. Now, we'll see what happens with the uh, with the runoff election. We'll see, folks. Uh, let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Good morning, Don. Uh, in 2020, you may recall that police cars were set on fire. Yes. And... Uh, this was something I couldn't believe would be allowed to happen in my country. Oh, and, and it happened. Yes. Yes, it did. It did. Molotov cocktails, everything. It happened. Yes. And with many businesses closing, pennies at the Garden State Plaza is gone. And I understand the pennies at the Palisade Center Mall is gone. Well, I... Homework, I, homework assignment for anybody, including Curtis, to let me know on your show, because I'm listening, if the uh, Manhattan store is still around. 
Well, I I know for a fact that you mentioned. The, I think you you mentioned Michael the Palisade Center. J C Penney's there. I know for a fact that's been gone for a couple of years because you look up the place where it used to be, and and it's no longer there. I'm at that mall uh, quite a bit. Thank you for the call, Michael. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Joe in New Jersey. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? How you doing? Good, good. Go right ahead, please. Um, For some of the big retailers like Walmart, um, I don't feel sorry for them because they supported Black Lives Matter. They supported the Fund the Police movement that moved along in 2020. I I don't feel sorry for them. Um, I'm sorry to say that. I, I am not anti-business. I'm Republican. But they, some of these big, big businesses such as Amazon, Walmart, and all these retailers, they support Black Lives Matter. No, I, 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 I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, Joe, on that front. But that's not the point. The point is that because of shoplifting, because behavior that is criminal it, it has been given a full green light throughout the country that businesses are not making it. Listen, I'm I'm with you on the Black Lives Matter front. I hear you. But the point, what about that, Joe, that because of shoplifting, places are going out of business? I understand it, and I feel sorry for them. I feel so sorry for small businesses. I know small business owners in New Jersey. New Jersey doesn't have quite that. New Jersey's not that crazy uber-liberal left that defund the police. So where I'm at, it's okay. I'm, you know, Oregon, California, New York, those states. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, a lot of these big when you defund the police and you have the anti-police movement, which is prevalent in, le- prevalent in the left, um, you're encouraging criminal criminality. I agree with you're you. Encur- I agree. You encourage what's going on. I if, agree. If you don't it, 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 it's like I live in a country now, and I'm not, I'm not that old. I'm 40 years old. But I live in a country where criminal behavior is not accepted. It's people make excuses for each other. Listen, my grandparents came from Cuba, you know, and my parents, my father came from Cuba. My mom came from Puerto Rico. So you can call me a first-generation American. And I spoke to my grandparents, the one that's actually still alive, and they said they've, they're scared because they feel the country's falling up. They rather live in Cuba. At least in Cuba, they see law and order, and if you commit a crime, they punish you. And here, it's like I live in a country where uh, you make excuses because people no longer want to work. They don't want to do anything with their lives, so they make excuses for their lives. So what do they do? They shoplift. They steal. And, this is, and it's encouraging criminal behavior. Right. And, and you know, Joe, and, and I couldn't have said it better than what you just did. But what I was and thank you for the call. What I was just thinking about is what's going to happen one day very soon. I'm not wishing this, but what's going to happen when when these uh, shoplifters go into a small mom and pop store and and dad pulls out a shotgun uh, and says, you're not taking my goods today and pulls the trigger. What's going to happen then, folks? Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, just to piggyback on what the last caller said, uh, with what's going on in Oregon with Walmart closing, they're not in the business to support these savages that are robbing. That's not their business. They're in the business to make money and to, to be profitable. And as far as Oregon is concerned, they, they get what they deserve because they vote the way they vote and they want to be woke, well, now they're going to have to suffer the repercussions. And as far as Michelle Obama is concerned, what happened to when they go low, we go high? She's a hypocrite. That's, a, that's a good point, Jacqueline. That, that's a very good point. So while, while I have you on the, lo- on the line, let's, let's go through this real quick, Jacqueline. But that's a good point. You know, kids all over America, you know, were seen on video saying when they go low, we go high. But so now... Trump is no longer in office, and Michelle Obama, in a podcast Monday, and this is really beneath her, uh, took a shot at the size of uh, Trump's inauguration crowd. Here we go again with that with that debate, Jacqueline, stating that there weren't many people there, and she went on to say that 
looking at the crowd, there was a lack of diversity in Trump's swearing in. Now, I, I don't understand what's the point, Jacqueline. Maybe you can tell me what's the point in a former first lady with going into a, a, a presidential election year. She knows that Trump doesn't turn the other cheek. What's the point in doing this? Everything they say, and when I mean they, I mean the Democrats, the radical left, uh, everything they do and say is done by design. She knows exactly what she's doing. She wants to rile him up. She wants to rile his base up. Uh, And let's not forget, she is the same individual when her husband was inaugurated president. She had the audacity and the goal and the hubris to say, for the first time in her life, she was proud of this country. Right. A, a young lady that was educated at uh, Princeton uh, University and has had more more benefit and more opportunity than most in the country. Though, Jacqueline, no, those are very good points. And so as I continue to discuss this, and thank you for the call this morning, Jacqueline, as I continue to discuss this, I'm going to quote Jacqueline because I had forgot all about that. You know, the great punchline, when they go low, we go high. What happened to that, Madam First Lady? These attacks are beneath you. And again, it's whatever happened to something that we all grew up on, and I say this frequently, sometimes that if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. What's the point? Obama's gone from office. Trump's gone from office. Why are you still talking about, oh, no, Our inauguration was bigger than his inauguration. Oh, no, there was no diversity at Trump's inauguration. What's the point of all of this? I don't get it. Folks, we see your telephone calls from Edison to the Bronx to Massachusetts and Yonkers. We will take a break coming up at 45 minutes past the hour. We will have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. And when we come back, we will have more of your telephone calls. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, and we're taking your telephone calls on a number of topics this morning, but primarily... I'm tipping my my cap, if you will, to uh, Mayor Adams for standing by the unit that handles uh, riots, that handles riots and uh, big protests in New York City. And uh, that unit happens to be the NYPD Strategic Response Group. Of course, we need that unit. Of course, the unit should not go away. And it's 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 about time that. Our leaders, in this case, Mayor Adams, stopped placating these nuts that are of the progressive movement. It is what it is. We're not changing it. The unit is here to stay. You act up, you will deal with the unit. It's real simple. If you don't throw Molotov cocktails and attack police officers, then you have nothing to worry about. Let's go back to the uh, telephone calls. David in the Bronx. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, Dominic. Um, I have to say something in defense of Michelle Obama, who's being unfairly maligned by you and your previous caller. Um, as an American citizen and a former first lady, she has a right to comment on the former president, who, let's be honest, racially attacked her husband by claiming that he wasn't an American citizen and had no right to be president. You remember what that was like, and so do I, and it was disgusting. Disgusting. And she, if she okay, wants to point okay, out but, but that wait, wait, crowds David. are not diverse. Okay, but yeah. wait, David, you weren't the first one to say that. But I, I, I don't know. What, what? Where was the racial implication in that? I'm just curious. Well, the first black president whose father was from another country – why did he have to prove that he was a citizen? Everyone knew he was born in Hawaii. Donald Trump would not let that rest. He claimed he had investigators out there digging for evidence. And, of course, he never found any, and he never apologized either, okay? There were callers to this station who probably to this day would still be repeating this if President Obama was still in office. 
People believed it. People believed that President Obama was not a citizen and therefore ineligible to be president. That was outrageous to people like me. And also because he was interracial. You have people even today, oh, well, President Obama wasn't really black because he had a white parent. What they're saying is that because he was an intelligent and had achievements, the only reason they count is because he's half white. Okay, that's outrageous, too. A lot of things are very frustrating to people like me. And, and Democrats are that if they go low, we go high nonsense. That doesn't work. When they go low, we got to go just as low. That's the problem with Democrats. We okay. wimp out when we're facing tough competition. Okay, so David, so explain this to me. Uh, I can't think of in recent mind and in, in recent memory another first lady jumping out there politically, getting involved, uh, and, and 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 to this degree. But but uh, Michelle Obama, the former Hillary first lady. Clinton. Okay, but what what did well? But that that's not really fair because Hillary. I mean, she ran for office herself for president, so we can't really put her in the role of a traditional first lady. Maybe for the first couple of years, but once she uh, replaced uh, Moynihan in the Senate, and then we all knew that she was going to run for president, and she did. So that's not that's not the same. But uh, what I'm asking okay. you, David, before we move on here, for Michelle Obama in a podcast Monday to go after Trump saying, oh, no, my husband's is bigger than his, talking about crowd size, talking about a lack of diversity at, at the Trump event. What's the point? It's beneath her. What's the point of all that? She has a right to do it. And, and honestly, let's be clear. She's tweaking Trump because everyone knows Trump has a fragile ego and he's easily provoked. I'm sure she did it to poke him in the eye, you know, because let's be honest, he does it to Democrats. The guy was just on out making a speech yesterday or the day before talking about retribution. He should be poked. I'm all for poking Trump. And I hope he becomes the nominee because I believe Joe Biden will whoop his droopy behind again well i you know david that's one thing you and i have in common i'm i'm i badly hope that trump is the nominee as well but that's where we you and i disagree because i believe trump versus biden won't even be a contest i think that trump is going to win that if that's the case david as always i thank you uh for the calls we are taking uh your telephone calls folks let's go to uh let's go to let's see here let's go to I'm trying to figure this out here, folks. Let's go to Roger. Roger in Massachusetts. Good morning, Roger. What's on your mind? Yeah, thanks. Um, well, um, first, I would just like to remind everybody, too, about the, uh, the young man with the 10 steaks and the shopping cart. Uh, how much did that store lose? How much money you profit did they lose? But anyway, did these uh, progress, so-called progressive um, city council members, these Royal brat uh, shoplifters and such. They, do you think you can get away with that in any other country? Uh, you know, in other words, you know the old saying, you don't know what your gut code's gone. You know, these progressives, what if they ever got their wish? What if we became the next Ukraine? Uh, and, um, in other words, um, you know what I mean? It's like, Real spoiled brats that can afford to uh, defund the police attitude and, and want to get rid of this squad. I'm glad uh, Eric Adams stood up. And, like, just like you, your mind, like, I guess you're saying it better, but I just thought to myself, what other country in the world could you get away with shoplifting, for instance, in Poland? Can you, uh, you know what I mean? No, I, I hear we're, we're you. I hear you, Roger. Brats. You don't know what you got to what's gone, so I'm trying to say. Well, it's it's not only spoiled brats that are doing the shoplifting. It, it's it's uh, straight up opportunists. And, and, and I agreed, agreed. Straight up opportunists are people that want the easy way out in life. That are lazy, haven't done a damn thing with their life, and now they want the easiest path possible. Roger, I uh, I thank you uh, for the uh, telephone call. Dominic Carter here with you, folks. Talk Radio seventy seven. Uh, W-A-B-C. Let's go to Marianne in Queens. Good morning, Marianne. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, well, um, I heard that gentleman that was uh, accusing Donald Trump of um, being the one that said that uh, Obama 
was not born in the United States, but we had to refresh our memory. It was a Hillary Clinton campaign that published in the newspapers that Barack Hussein Obama was born in Kenya, Africa. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. But Marianne, wait, wait, wait. See, one, I don't want to revisit where Obama was born. That's number one. Uh, The the man produced his birth certificate that says he was born in Hawaii. I mean, can you dispute that? Okay, no. I am not saying that it was true or not. We are talking about who was the one that was accusing Barack Hussein Obama of not being born in the United States. It was Hillary Clinton's complaint. I remember I remember it was her that published in the newspaper. It was her campaign. Uh, Donald but, Trump came long after that, but it was her who first right, but, published but, but, that. Right, but well, I, I hear you, Marianne, but we ha- we can't have selective uh, memory here. Uh, uh, Mr. Trump did take it to another level in terms of, as David just said in the Bronx, uh, uh, you know, saying that he was going to hire investigators. And, I mean, I guess I would have done the same thing if I'm running against my opponent and 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 you've got to make things stick. But, I mean, but, but Trump did take it to another level. But my point, Marianne, is I don't understand why Mr. Obama's wife, the former first lady of the United States, as Jacqueline said, Miss, uh, when they go low, we go high, why you're criticizing Trump at this point. I mean, be be graceful. Be be thankful for what this country has, has given you. What what's the point in going back being divisive as a former first lady of the United States? Can I say something on Go that ahead. issue? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh Barack, uh um Michelle Obama forgot that when they came president and first lady, they did not have uh of the fortune that they left the White House many years after. If she says that people have to, if they go low, they go high, why don't she take some of those millions of dollars that they got within those eight years and give to those people that are in the in, in the street? A lot of people are, will really appreciate she giving something to them. And her best friends are those people that she accused of white, uh, little white people. Those are her friends. Her, her, her daughter is the girlfriend of a very rich white man. So we have to put things in perspective, what's going on. I am not black and I am not white, but I'm seeing what's going on around here, and I can have a more impartial opinion of what I'm seeing here. So we have to stop the race card, and we have also to see who is saying who and when, because what I'm seeing is that probably she's running for, for president. That maybe that's what she's ruling for. But we have to tell the truth with who. You know what I mean? Yes. And we have to watch out because in, in 2024, we do not have someone that really wants to bring America of what America was. We are doomed. This is the last election that we might have with someone that will really try to put himself at a stake, get, getting his of his family destroyed and try to people to try to destroy his reputation and everything. Nobody's gonna take the risk. You right. see what okay. I mean? Why well, I hear you, Marianne, and I, I thank you uh for the telephone call. I you know, I, I'm I'm very clear about this folks, uh in terms of it comes down to Biden or Trump. The country needs Trump again and and I don't think the country can survive another four years. And I, I really am saying this objectively. I don't think the country can survive another four years with Biden as the president of the United States. I I just don't see it, folks. Steve in Elmont, good morning. What's on your mind? Hi, good morning, Dominic. Good morning, good morning. Um, First, I was going to say something about Trump, but I wanted to mention also about the the Walmart closing down. Yes, in Portland, Um, Oregon. Yeah, Walmart's probably just going to close down in Portland and open two more stores someplace else. I'm in Valley. I'm out in Long Island, and I saw a guy walk out with a pair of with a pack of Pampers. Um, security looked at his face, looked at his hand, and then just looked at the person right behind him and just said, "Put their hand out for the receipt to just check the receipt." Didn't want to say nothing. Didn't say anything. Just let this man 
walk right out with a pack of pampers. So right, right. Well, we don't know what we don't know what the company is instructing their security staff to do these days. I mean, because they can't the, do nothing. They right, can't because, do anything because if the police come and the police say the district attorney is not going to prosecute, so stop calling us because there's nothing we can do. Then there, there are there are no other alternatives. The, the the bad guys are winning all over, all over. But um, in regards to Trump and uh, Michelle Obama and the comment that she said, um, I think she's poking at him because maybe she might make a run for the, 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 the White House. Maybe we might have a Michelle Obama versus Trump. There, there's no way in the world. There's no way in the world, <laughs> Steve. That, that, because she has no credentials. What what are her credentials? Yeah. Oh, I mean, no, 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 no. When I say, wait, 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 Steve. Wait, Steve. When I, uh, well, okay. he was a highly successful businessman. Highly successful. She was the first. She was the first lady of the United States who a lot of people said probably backed up Obama and ran things more than you know. Then he did sometimes. Right, I mean, but and when I say she has no credentials, let let me backtrack. She she has uh, her Ivy League uh, education as a lawyer, but but that's about it. What what does Michelle Obama know about politics or passing a budget or the southern border? I mean, I, I, we, we just Trump didn't either. Uh, no, no, Trump no, 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 no. Know anything about no? Okay, but Trump Steve, but Steve, but Steve, money. okay, but Steve, and, yes. but was Trump respected internationally? Uh, yes, he was, and he was also hated. Okay, but wait, 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 but Steve, let, 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 notice I didn't bring up hate. I said, was he, because frankly, I don't care if he's hated. I would, I would be a liar, I would be a liar if I said no, he wasn't, because I feel that, I don't know if it's fear, a lot of people liked him, and a lot of people didn't like him, and especially the other um, countries. Trump came in and changed the world with the way he did his politics, but he was never a politician. He's a businessman who wind up getting into politics. Right. But, but, and then I got to move on after this, Steve. I want your honest opinion. Was the country, or at least your life, was your life better under Trump or is it better under Biden? Was completely better. The country and the world was better under Trump. My life, I'm sorry, doesn't really matter, unfortunately, to any of these politicians. Right, left, up, down, white, black, it doesn't matter. So I'll just say the world was a better place and so was America. Okay. Well, I I appreciate you being honest, Steve, and I appreciate your opinion. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you for calling in. Before I take a break, I see our friend Audrey is on the line uh, in Brooklyn, and we see all the calls that are coming in. Audrey, you want to comment? It says here on Michelle Obama. Yes, um, I'm just I'm listening to your callers, and it sounds like a, a lot of nonsense. Number one, the, um, the last not the last caller, but the female with the accent mentioned the fact that her daughter's dating a white guy. Who the hell cares about that? Bottom line, is freedom of speech, and what um, Michelle said is there's nothing um, um, wrong with it. I mean, she's poking at Trump. Um, and, and I would poke at him, too, if I had the opportunity. Okay, but Audrey, I agree what, with but, but what, wait, wait, Audrey, what about further dividing the country? She doesn't have a responsibility no, no, to try no, and help no, and bring people together? Country. Yes, she yes, it is. She divided um, a long time ago, um, um, Dominic, okay. for real. You All right. blame that on her. Okay. And well, one other thing, I agree with Adams. I agree with him. Okay, so so you support the riot, the riot unit staying in place and... Yes, but I don't support the fact that what they did in New ha- uh, um, Mount Haven, um, 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 the Bronx. I sent you a link on that because um, the story that you told wasn't the full story because they, they kenneled these people. They sort of pushed them in a, in a box. That was wrong. And those Okay, so Audrey, that- so wait, Audrey, I, I want to make sure I got this right. Now, I've, I've covered many riots, and they're, and they're very tough to be in. Uh, you don't know if you're about to get hit in the head with a bottle. You don't know if you're about to be stabbed. And when you're in a riot, believe me, you want to see blue. Uh, in terms of the police. So you're telling me, Audrey, I just want to make sure I got this right, because, see, this is what's wrong with the world. So the rioters should have a right to go anywhere they want to go, march anywhere they want to march, do whatever they want to do, and the NYPD just stand by. Is that the way it's supposed to go? 
You take it out of context. They weren't rioting. They were protesting, and they weren't throwing no Molotov cocktails. They were protesting. They were marching, okay? And the police attacked them. I'm serious. You need to watch the video that I sent you. And okay. I, um, but, it's not. It's Audrey, not really, police. I, I, I don't do believe apologize, in police to be Audrey, thrown away. You need the police. Audrey, but if I looked at all the videos that are sent to me on a daily basis, I wouldn't have any time. I apologize. I haven't seen it. But even when I look at it, Audrey, remember, I'm not new to journalism. All that video is going to show me what that person that recorded it, what they wanted us to see. That doesn't mean that's what happened. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> well, thank you, Audrey. Thank you for the call, folks. I've got to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, Frank Morano is standing by. He was at the dinner this evening. Uh, he's all excited and ready to go. When we return, we're going to take your calls from Edison, New Jersey, the Bronx, Los Angeles, Yonkers, and Philadelphia. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And, folks, an attorney with the Southern Poverty Law Center is among the 23 protesters who have been charged with domestic terrorism after they allegedly hurled Molotov cocktails and fireworks at a future Atlanta police training facility. Now, why would you do something like that? Why would you throw firecrackers at a at a police officer? And if the officer doesn't know it's a firecracker and may may mistaken it for gunfire, why would you try to provoke someone like that? And so these people have been uh, detained and what is being described, and, and I've seen the video, as a coordinated attack and... Um, it's just it's just a uh, a crazy situation and police say the majority of those arrested are from other parts of the US as well as from France and from Canada. Back to the telephone calls. Lars in Los Angeles. Good morning to you Lars. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi. Let me make a couple of corrections regarding David's call. <clears throat> Conservative writer Jerome Corsi wrote a book in 2012 in which he accused Obama of not being born here. Trump did not get involved in that until two or three years later, at which time Obama finally produced his birth certificate because of Trump. And it had nothing to do with race. Obama had a very exotic upbringing. He had an African father. Agreed, agreed. Born in Hawaii. And and an exotic type name, Obama, Barack. Yes, yes. Go ahead, Lars. Yes, yeah. He lived in Indonesia, and he had a mother who was a hippie who traveled. So that's the only reason why people questioned his birth. had nothing to do with his race. It was his upbringing. I I agree. I agree on that one. I, I agree with you on that one, Lars. So that's the only that's the only thing I wanted to say. I wanted to make that correction. Okay, fair enough. And thank you, Lars, for your uh, telephone call. Let's go to Jerry in Edison, New Jersey. Good morning, Jerry. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Dominic. Uh, well, I just want to say that when we talk about who goes low and who goes high, I feel like the Democratic Party, going all the way back to 2015 and 16 before Trump ran and the Clintons and so forth, the CIA, the FBI, the Department of Justice, they went under the ground. They went so low. We really had a president trying not to be elected. They were trying to stop Trump from being elected, and they tried to remove him with a bunch of BS. Everybody knows it now. So these people who say, you know, we go low and we go high and all that garbage, hey, this is so low. This is unbelievably low. This is what we've always worried about. We always were taught when we were taught the non-communist version back in the 50s, 60s, 70s in our school system, we were always worried about this internal problem. And it has come home now to America. We see it. And that's why Trump needs to win this next election. He needs to clean these people out on the rhinos and the Democratic side. Well, you you know what, Jerry, as you're speaking, uh, what I was actually thinking about and listening to you at the same time, the reason why we didn't have as bad a shoplifting problem as we do now is because people knew that uh, if you went in and stole something over a certain amount, um, I think it's $1,000. I'm just talking off the top of my head. 
they knew they would be arrested, and that meant you might spend spend the weekend at Rikers Island. Surely you were going to go to Rikers Island, and what a deterrent that was, right? So now we're dealing with a situation where you can walk right out the door, dare security to even look at you, dare security to stop you, and the police may not come, and if they do come, you probably won't be arrested. And even if you are arrested, the district attorney, certainly if you're in Manhattan or the Bronx, is not going to do a damn thing about it and, and say to the police, why are you wasting my time? And so it's I, I just can't believe, Jerry, as a country that we're in the position that we're in. With these animals that are out here, you've got to show them that you're not playing. That's the only thing they understand. Anything else is seen as weakness. Jerry, I thank you uh, for the call. Let's go to uh, Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Hi, it's good to talk to you again, Dominic. Thank you, and and it's good to chat with you. Go right ahead. And I'll be quick. Um, I wanted to comment on the people that were being arrested uh, for domestic terrorism, uh, first in Atlanta when they had their riots a couple weeks ago and now in the police thing. And I'm wondering if these people are convicted of domestic terrorism and they're in Antifa, that means that the people who fund them either have to stop funding them, go to jail, or flee the country. And I'm talking about George Soros, the main donor to the Democratic Party. Okay. Now the FBI and the and the uh, DOJ have a hands-off policy. Oh, Antifa is just an idea. Well, ideas don't burn buildings down. Okay, and they will. Okay, but wait, Robert. It'll force their hand. But wait, Robert. But but wait, wait, wait. But but why do you feel that they would have to if these individuals are in 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 indeed Antifa that that uh, the money would have to stop? Why why do you why do you say that? Because uh, once they're designated as a domestic terror or any kind of terror organization, the people who fund them are subject to legal sanction. I mean, that Uh, is... No, 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 I I hear you, but but how are you going to make the case that they're definitely Antifa? I mean, that's a hard thing to prove. They're not going to fess up to that. Uh, Well, so the the first ones in Atlanta did. They know they said they were Antifa rioters. And they said we're not going to have these people coming down here from all parts of the country causing these problems. Right. And go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, it's okay. um, Go ahead, Robert. Go ahead. Antifa is no different than any other gang, Dominic. You can easily tell that they are part of Antifa from their social media posts, from tattoos, if that applies. I mean, but once they're designated as a terrorist organization, as far as I know, all bets are off. The DOJ and the FBI won't have a choice. They'll be designated as a terrorist organization. Right, but, but, I know I'm just spitting in the wind here. You but, know, I'm but, just Robert, but you. Robert, but but you you and I both know that, that uh, George Soros and others will find other ways to fund them simply to get around that. So I, I don't uh, well, see that. Go ahead. Money, Go ahead. Money trails are very easy to follow these days, Dominic. But they, mm. they know the groups that he gives to, and they know those groups give to Antifa. It's not a mystery. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Nothing's easy to prove these days, apparently. But I'm just putting it putting it forward that that's a scenario that we could see where George Soros's hand will be forced, and nobody saw it coming. You know. Well, I I hear you, Robert, and I thank you for the call. And you know, I I I just don't understand. I don't. What I don't. Why would you go to a future police training center in this case, Atlanta, Georgia? And thank you for the call, Robert. And intentionally try to provoke the police. Why would you do something like that? Why? What? I mean, I, I get it. The goal is to try and embarrass the police. But you've embarrassed yourself. I mean, you're not going to change us from a law and order perspective. That's not going to happen. And those of us with, with, with the with the brain, we back law enforcement instead of all this political nonsense that Black Lives Matter and all these other folks started with all of this socialist agenda. Al and Yonkers, good morning, Al. What's on your mind? 
Yeah, hi, Dominic. You know, I just don't want to go off topic, but I, you had mentioned uh, it was a good thing that Lori Lightfoot lost. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, as we move forward to the April 4th runoff, I think Paul Velaz, who came in first, uh, I think he's going to be successful because he's going to ride the wave of law and order. Yes. And his and his opponent, uh, Corey Johnson, uh, he he was for it to, fu- uh, to, to uh, defund the police. He wants to raise taxes. He's got a wacky, a wacky yeah. agenda. Yeah, and the business exactly, and the businesses in, in Chicago. I mean, they're leaving left and right. Uh, people are leaving, uh, living in extreme poverty. So I, I just wanted to say, I, I think no, no matter what happens, I think Paul Velaz, the Law and Order candidate, is going to win. But, but Al, let, yeah. let me just state this here: um, don't be, don't be too sure just yet. Because the so so you have a white candidate against an African American candidate. Yes. And what goes on in these in these uh, contests and in these progressive cities is that the African American candidate in this case is bank basically doing a wink wink nod nod with the black community, and what he is saying is I got your back, I'm going to keep the police in check, we're not going to come down hard on you. And with that, with that type of agenda, unfortunately, there are some that are out there that will, that will go, that's great, let, let's vote for him. And so you get a massive turnout of blacks in Chicago, and the other candidate that's law and order may not win. And, and don't forget the racial politics when it comes to the city of Chicago. And so I agree with you in terms of who should win. There's no doubt about it. The city needs law and order so that the the little brown and black babies that are dying, being struck with bullets, you know, try and bring that to an end. Try and thank you for the call, Al. Try and bring to an end all the nonsense that is happening there. I am joined by Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight. Good morning to Hello, you, sir. Hello, Dominic. How are you, my friend? Did you have fun at the uh, dinner tonight? I had a blast. You know, I am abstaining from drinking for Lent. So whenever there's gr- uh, great events like this where they're offering booze, it's always, you know, a little a little bit of a hurdle to keep saying no, no, no to all that wine. But I, it was great to spend time with you and uh, Rita and Sid Rosenberg and obviously and you're, you're uh, Margot Katsimatidis. You're you too. You there. too, man. You're, You're looking too. good. So, so what do you have coming up this morning? All right. Well, we, uh, Colonel Daniel Davis, who is a real brilliant guy and a warrior who's been on the show before, he's going to join me next hour to talk about a column he wrote that says we should not let these retired generals lure the United States into this Russia-Ukraine war. It's a fascinating column. We're going to get into it. And there was another column in the Washington Post that I read that proposes dramatically increasing the size of the House of Representatives. They say the House is no longer really representative. So we're going to look at this proposal about whether that makes sense. Let me do this. You have a great show coming up. I want to go to Jerry in Chicago. Jerry, I've literally got, I wish I had more time. I've got 20 seconds for you. You're chatting with Frank Marano and myself, Dominic Carter. Go ahead. Jerry, yes, go ahead, Jerry. Go. Yes, thank you for taking my call. I'm calling from Chicago. I want to comment on the uh, Jerry, upcoming okay, mayoral okay. election. Jerry, I gave you the opportunity, and obviously you didn't hear me. I said we had 20 seconds, so we you can call Frank or you can call call me back again tomorrow night. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77 WABC, coming up Frank Marano. But first, news headlines with Alex Barnard.